Welcome to the Fast Casual QSR Web and Pizza Marketplace Podcast. Unlock an easier way to schedule your team of all-star employees. No spreadsheets, no hassle when team members want to swap shifts, and fast substitutions when staff call out sick. With Deputy, it's simple and lightning fast to create and share employee schedules. It's how over 250,000 workplaces are making life easier. From restaurants to retailers, to hotels and healthcare clinics, Ready to up your scheduling game? Go to deputy.com. Deputy, scheduling shifts is our goal. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. Today's guest is Leah Skirto, who owns Pizza Leah in Sonoma County, California. Leah opened her restaurant just days before the COVID-19 pandemic shutdown hit the state, and she's got a unique perspective on operations for beginner restaurant operators. So, Leah, thanks for being with us today. Hi, Mandy. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about your origin story. How did a restaurant kind of get its start? Long story short, I had moved, left, left San Francisco um, and moved up to Sonoma County where most of my family lives, uh, which, you know, it's about an hour north of San Francisco. Um, and just, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. You know, I'd been in the pizza industry for 20 plus years um, working for Pizza My Heart. And just wasn't sure if I was going to, what I was going to do with the rest of my life when I left. Um, I would kind of took some time off and just enjoyed myself. And then I started cooking at a couple of wineries. Um, all the wineries up here have wood fire ovens on site. So did that and just kind of started debating, you know, do I continue with this winery gig and get a mobile truck and, or do I open a brick and mortar and, what it came down to is um, if I'm going to be working weekends, which is when all the wineries and the catering gigs happen, um, I might as well have a brick and mortar uh, and open every day of the week, which in hindsight was, what was I thinking? (laughs) 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 But but here we are. (laughs) Right. Well, you opened four days before the COVID-19 restrictions started in, in California Tell us a little bit about those restrictions and how did it affect your operations? Uh, So California has been pretty stringent um, across the board, which I'm sure everybody watches from afar um, from their states that don't have mask mandates and all that sort of thing. Um, In fact, yesterday, Sonoma County specifically, our numbers are so bad right now um, with the Omicron uh, thing that they just issued, um, some more restrictions on us, uh, in terms of large gatherings and all that, but you know, it was tough. I think it was tough for everyone across the country in the beginning. Um, you know, it was a stay at home order, uh, restaurants were takeout only. Um, you know, my whole vision and dream for the restaurant was dine-in and that was totally out the window immediately. Um, luckily my 20 plus years of pizza, my heart really gave me, um, the background I needed to pivot quick to a takeout only operation. Um, the downside is I didn't build for anywhere to put and store pizza boxes. You know, I had a shelf that can hold 20 or 30 at a time, but right. I still have a corner of my dining room that has 200 plus pizza boxes, at any given moment, um, that I don't know 
you know, haven't, I don't know what to do with <laughs> or where to put them, right. how to make it go away. I don't think I'll ever get to where I wanted to be in the, in the first place as a dine-in restaurant. Um, you know, at this point, people have known us from the beginning of our uh, inception as a takeout pizzeria. So, uh, we, you know, we do, we're, we are doing some, some decent dine-in and patio service, but, um, you know, we're still probably 75, 80% takeout. Okay. Um, California delivery. I I, I don't do delivery. No, I, um, I just, I I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) That might be what it comes down to. (laughs) I just, just don't like delivery. I don't like delivering pizzas. I don't like dealing with the delivery service. Um, it's just everything about delivery, pizza delivery drives me nuts. Um, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong for that, but we seem to be doing all right with just takeout. We offer curbside pickup. Uh, so that makes it easier on folks that don't want to like have to get out of the car and come in and it makes everything a lot faster for them. But I just, between insurance and gas reimbursement, it just uh, financially, it doesn't really make that much sense for me is just one small restaurant. Um, you know, if I had multiple units and was able to negotiate some better rates and better fees, even from third parties, it might make sense, but it kind of eats up every dime of profit. Uh, so I, right. I just can't really seem to justify it. And it changes your pizza in that pizza box. It's not the product it is when it comes out of the oven. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, even, even takeout, you know, it was really difficult for me at first putting pizzas in the box. Um, cause everything was geared towards eat this pizza fresh and hot out of the oven. Uh, so I really was, but you know, we did a lot of, um, uncut pizzas for people to take home and pop in their oven and reheat for, you know, and I kept people would say, Oh, well, how long do I cook it for? And it's like, not long at all. Listen, If you ever been to a slice shop, they put the pizza, the slice of pizza in the oven for 35 to seconds to a minute, you know? And I said, that's what you should treat this pizza. Like get your oven nice and hot and put the pizza in there just until the cheese starts to get a little shiny and melty again. You know, you're talking minute and a half tops. And that, that actually seemed to really work for, for people as well, especially people who are driving um, we kind of got a, a, a big following kind of all around Sonoma County, um, right, right away. And it was, which was really nice, but you know, some people were coming from 20, you know, 20, 30 minute drive from different parts of the, of the area. And it was better, you know, better pizza for them, better for me, for them to experience it if they took it and we would fully bake them. You know, I suggest some people want it partially cooked and I was like, listen, it's better off if you get it fully cooked and just do a quick reheat. Let's talk a little bit about your pizza. And I know you've got kind of a unique pizza style. How are you educating your customers about that, that little bit of char that comes on your pizza as it comes out of the oven? I know that's something you've kind of had to kind of teach the local residents about because they're used to the bigger chains. They're used to the bigger chains. And they're, the other thing that is very prominent up here is um, uh, wood fire pizzas. Um, not necessarily Neapolitan style pizza, but it seems that everybody up here has a wood fire oven, um, whether it's residents, people in their, in their homes or 
restaurants. But the thing is, is a lot of the restaurants up here throw a wood fire oven in, but the pizza is more of an afterthought to the menu. Um, so a lot of people come in and just expect that I have wood fire. So what, what I've, my biggest thing is, is been like kind of teaching customers more about, um, what the style of pizza is because people walk in and say, I want a margarita. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't, I don't make a margarita like you're used to, you know, I, we don't do that type of pizza here. We're not, we're not wood fire. I don't have the fresh mozzarella. I'm using shredded mozzarella. Um, so training people more on that regard. Uh, some people don't like the char. You're right. It, you know, I've, I've definitely ran into issues with that. People say, Oh, it's, it's overcooked. And it's like, well, that's how it's supposed to be. And I actually ended up just putting that on the menu. All the pizzas are cooked. Well done. Uh, there should be a char. And if you would prefer it lightly lighter cooked, then you can request it lighter cooked. And I'm okay with that. But you know, it's the pizza, if it comes out, people say, Hey, this is too done. I said, that's exactly how it should be. We can redo it for you if you want, if you don't want it like that, but that's intention. That's, that's, uh, intentional. And you're using deck ovens, correct? Yeah. I use a Capone electric deck oven. Okay. And how high are you, are you baking your pizzas? Uh, you know, not as high as, uh, as some people do in those. I'm only, we're only cooking at about 570. Um, in the deck ovens, though, it takes a lot less time to cook at that same temperature than it would in a, uh, in a gas oven. And because of the heating elements on the top and bottom, uh, you get, you're able to achieve that, um, that kind of char at a lower temperature, but I, I love them. And we, you know, also our, I'm using a malted flour and doing a 40, anywhere from 48 to 72 hour fermentation. Um, which also uh, is more conducive for getting that, that bubbly char going on the crust. Let's talk a little bit about your menu. What's going to be your top sellers? I know you've got some award-winning pizzas on your menu. I do. Our top seller, uh, 100%. And, and I don't know if that's just because people want to try the award-winning pizzas, but it's definitely those two, the, uh, the gray beard and the, um, what I call the mushroni. It's our pan pie. Um, the pan pies, we do a limited number of every day. Uh, they're very labor intensive. They take up a lot of space. I don't have a lot of space. Um, you know, so Thursday through Sunday, we usually sell out of those every on those days, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, uh, we may have a couple left over, but, um, definitely the gray beard and that's Calabrian chili peppers, our house made Italian sausage, uh, hot honey and, orange zest. And the mushroni is uh, basically it's a pepperoni mushroom pizza. Um, but we mix the, uh, it's a mix of, uh, uh, oyster cremini and mayatakis that we dry roast before they go on the pizza. So to not make the pizza soggy. That sounds fantastic. It's oh, great. What are you making in house now? Are you making your dough in house? Yeah, we make, we make all of our dough in house. We're doing anywhere from two to three and a half batches every day. Um, we make our sausage in house. I'm not grinding the meat, but we buy raw bulk pork and mix our, uh, our sausage in house. Uh, we make all of our meatballs in house. Um, all of the salad dressings 
uh, I've got a little weird cult following on our Caesar salad dressing, um, which is, which is fun because people come in and just want to buy our Caesar for their, like just the dressing. (laughs) We want to take it with us. (laughs) So that's, that's kind of cool. And then, you know, most of our, a lot of our vegetables that we put on the pizza, we cook or dry roast ahead of time. Uh, Again, it's part of that is to, for flavor of, of like a roasted vegetable, but also I like the fact that it um, pulls that moisture out. So when you're doing um, multiple vegetables on a pizza, you don't end up with a lot of liquid release. Um, In general, also, I try to, um, max my toppings out on a pizza at four. Um, if it's something like basil or garlic to finish or something like a finisher, then that, that doesn't count. But, um, you know, ultimately I'll tell a customer, Hey, we'll do whatever you want. We recommend no more than four toppings. And that's simply because our, our dough, we do it, you know, we're doing a thin crust pizza. Um, and the dough is not really meant to hold up, uh, you know, a nine or 10 topping pizza, like some of the chains do. Now, you worked with Pizza My Heart for two decades. What are some of the lessons that you took away from your time with them? Oh, all of it. Listen, Chuck Hammers, he's the uh, the owner of Pizza My Heart. The guy's a freaking genius. Um, I learned so much from him. I learned stuff from him that I didn't even necessarily know I was learning at the time until, you know, I'm, I'm applying something uh now as a business owner. And I'm like, Oh yeah, now I know why Chuck did that. (laughs) You know, it's great. And then, and then also working with Tim Silva. I mean, you know, he and I, uh, we, our minds just jived all the time when it came to creating pizzas and, uh, things like that and sit in the kitchen. Um, so I mean, everything I learned, I learned everything from pizza, my heart. I learned, uh, Management, man, people management, the business side of things, um, how to control food costs and labor costs. Um, you know, really, I was I was eighteen when I started uh, when I started working wow. there. So, uh, you know, the I I worked in a my family owned restaurants my whole life, and so it wasn't the first time I'd been in a restaurant, and it wasn't. You know, there's certain things I learned at a very young age from my father, which was restaurant ambiance. you know, the lighting, the music I got, when I was 10, I could have walked into any restaurant and told you what was wrong with the (laughs) ambiance. But, but, um, you know, all the business side, the business management, people management, all of that. I learned, um, from pizza, my heart, majority of it from Chuck. What's going to set pizzeria apart from its competition? Uh, you know, I think in general up here, um, what sets us apart is, uh, the fact that we do, we, we make, um, without making a, being a fancy restaurant, uh, we're still more of a pizzeria, but we, we make a higher end fancier pizza. And I think people appreciate that. Um, they appreciate the time and, and, uh, love that we put into, what we make, you know, the composed, we, you know, if somebody comes in and says, I want a meat lovers or a veggie, it's like, okay, a, we don't, we don't make a meat lovers. We have these meats. If you want to create one, go right ahead. But, um, 
you know, just a lot of it's the ingredients. I, I try to buy and work with local farmers, um, especially for the specials that I run. Um, but, uh, you know, little things like we use whole slices of bacon. I buy bellies and slice them and cook them off as opposed to using bacon crumbles, you know, that just little things like that, that kind of elevate the pizza and make it, make it a little bit nicer without feeling okay. like you're in a, and you can come and get like a, an elevated pizza without feeling like you're in a, a high end snobby restaurant. What do you wish you'd known before you opened your own restaurant? You know, um, I wish I had studied, uh, not maybe not studied, studied might be the wrong word, but, um, I wish that I had put a little more energy into finding an accountant and bookkeeper from the get go. Um, actually my bookkeeper is great. Strike that. Uh, but the, my, we, we chose the wrong accountant at first, um, which were getting rectified and refiling, but it costs, you know, that's going to cost me a, a pretty penny to fix all that. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> and we'll get some money back from the government because of it. I didn't have a, a an accountant who was restaurant specific, uh, okay. which was a little detrimental to us. They didn't know about some tax credits and stuff like that for restaurants. What about supply chain issues? Have they affected you at all? Ooh, supply chain has been horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has been for everyone. Oh yeah. I mean, listen, everything from paper towels, pizza boxes, um, anything imported, you know, there was a while where Calabrian peppers, which, you know, is the star of my most popular pizza. I couldn't get them. I couldn't get them anywhere. I was looking through, you know, all the distributors I was asking restaurants, the Italian, uh, uh, you know, people I know at Italian restaurants around town, Hey, who are you buying from? And can you get me Calabrian peppers? You know, it was like, it was unreal. And then I ended up, honestly, I ended up buying a bunch off of Amazon at one point. Um, they were oh, at wow. some, where, some warehouse in New York, but I was like, I'm going to pay through my teeth for this, but I can't knock my most popular menu item off. You know, I can't do that. It's, you know, it's, I was, had been written up in the newspaper for this pizza. Um, people are coming from San Francisco and around the Bay area to try this pizza. Cause I was written up in the San Francisco Chronicle. Um, Cause I, can, I can't take this off. I gotta get, I gotta get Calabrian peppers. Um, so it may do. And I mean, you know, right now uh, I got about four cases in my garage that I'm kind of hanging on to right now, <laughs> just in case they go down again, Yeah, <laughs> you know, cause I can't be buying Calabrian peppers from Amazon. That's ridiculous. But I did, um, you know, pizza boxes, we've been stamping our pizza boxes from the beginning because I didn't, again, I didn't anticipate needing so many pizza boxes. So I've had a stamp, a rubber stamp made and we would stamp the pizza boxes. But at this point we're stamping 200, 250 pizza boxes a day. And that's a little much, but I haven't been able to find a company who can make me pizza boxes right now. Cause those that's still on hold and there's still a shortage. And you know, I get a different brand of pizza box almost every week. Um, 
So sometimes they're craft, sometimes they're white, sometimes they're one inch tall, sometimes they're two inches tall. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but whatever, whatever you can get at this point. Just give me a pizza yeah, box. Yeah. Oh, there's been a couple of times when I don't make a 14 inch pizza, but I couldn't get 12 inch boxes, but I could get 14 inch boxes. So I said, all right, give me the 14 inch boxes. I'll put my 12 inch pizzas in a 14 inch box. Like anything, I just need something to be able to send it home with to a customer. In. How are you using social media? I know that, that that's your main form of marketing. How are you using social media for the restaurant? Uh, so for me, I, I use... Um, I use Instagram only, but Instagram posts to Facebook and Twitter. Um, but I, and I'll, I'll go on Facebook here and there to respond to people. Um, cause they, you know, people message me through because of my Instagram posts. Uh, but that, mostly I just use Instagram, um, and I try to, you know, I, I try to make it interactive. Uh, I like to use the polls a lot or the questions where people can actually like tap something and it kind of make it fun. Um, one of the things I've been doing for the last year or so is uh, kind of local scavenger hunts around town where I'll go out um, in one of the either in Windsor where I'm at or Healdsburg, which is just the next town north or Santa Rosa. Uh, which is the next town south, and I will hide a gift card somewhere, uh, or I will uh, stash a sweatshirt or a t-shirt somewhere out and uh, put it on my Instagram story, and uh, people go out and try to find it and look for them, and and that's been a lot of fun. Super interactive, really. Everybody enjoys it. People, you know, it gives you content to repost because people will post. Uh, stories of them going out looking for it. And so any, any content at all, uh, because, you know, pizza photos are great, but the interactive stuff, it's, it's a lot of fun and it makes, you know, people get their friends to start following me because they're like, Hey, like every now and then, and I do it like maybe every other week, something like that for the last year, I'll throw a 20 bucks on a gift card and go hide it somewhere. Um, but it's, you know, get people, get their friends to follow me because they want to try to find the free gift card. It's a lot of fun. Sounds like fun. Yeah. So if you had a piece of advice to give to a fledgling operator, someone who was just starting their pizzeria, what would you tell them? Mm, run. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do it. No, I, I don't know. You know, it's tough. Just be you, um, is really what it is. Uh, make sure you know what you're making. Don't, don't t cut corners. Um, and so, you know, it's some people's game plan is to make cheap pizza. And I guess that's fine if that's what's, what's happening. But for me, have make something that other people aren't making, you know, have a higher end product and, um, have stuff on your menu that is unexpected. Uh, and, 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 be present. You know, I also see people fail that they inconsistent hours, inconsistent, um, presence in the restaurant, all of that stuff. People come in and they want to see, especially in a small town, uh, in a, you know, quote family owned or, you know, small business, people want to see the owner and they like seeing the owner and they like meeting, meeting people and knowing who's there. Um, 
so be present, be present with your employees. Um, your employees are your backbone. Don't screw your employees. Don't, you know, pay them fair wages. Don't be greedy. You know, you're never going to get rich owning one pizzeria. So you might as well share the wealth. Um, you know, we're all in it at that point just to make a living. Uh, so do what you can to take care of your staff. That's a big one. Well, those are all the questions I had for us today. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, absolutely. Unlock an easier way to schedule your team of all-star employees. No spreadsheets. No hassle when team members want to swap shifts. And fast substitutions when staff call out sick. With Deputy, it's simple and lightning fast to create and share employee schedules. It's how over 250,000 workplaces are making life easier. From restaurants to retailers, to hotels and healthcare clinics. Ready to up your scheduling game? Go to deputy.com. Deputy, scheduling shifts is our goal.